does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's regional championship weekend in high school football. We have a lot of that to talk about throughout the night. Plus, we're going to take a look at a very busy day in college football tomorrow. Right now, though, scores, baby. Scores, scores, scores. He is the Minister of Information, Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's a pleasure to be with you and Elijah Robertson tonight here in downtown Indianapolis on what is a memory-making Friday evening for high school athletes across the state. Regional Action Championship Week starting in Class 6A. It has gone final between Ben Davis and Cathedral, and Ben Davis wins as they pick off Cathedral to end the contest. 27-24 is the final score. So Ben Davis moves on to semi-state action where they will play Center Grove because they shut out Warren Central 14-0. It's the fourth consecutive regional championship for the Trojans. Elsewhere in Class 6A, Westfield and Hamilton Southeastern has also gone final. Westfield advancing after defeating HSE 24 to 21. In Class 5A, the only game that we have right now that has gone final, Decatur Central and Whiteland, 41-7 straight domination by the Hawks over the Warriors, 41-7 final score. If you got any scores for us or highlights, there have been a bunch of highlights, tweet at us at IND Sports Talk and use our hashtag that is hashtag IST. In Class 4A, a pair of final scores, Mooresville and New Pal and it was straight domination by New Pal. 39-6 was the final score. New Pal moves on. East Central also a winner over Evansville Memorial. The third final score in Class 4A, Leo. They outscore Mississinawa by 34 in their win, 41-7. In Class 3A, Chatard moves on after defeating Delta 35-6. Moving on to Class 2A. Only a pair of scores this time around. 22 total points between Fort Wayne Lures and Bluffton. 15-7 final score. Advantage goes to Fort Wayne Lures. They will continue their season in semi-state action next week. Southmont season also continues after defeating Eastern Hancock by a touchdown, 41-34. And in Class 1A, Adam Central shuts out Carroll of Flora, 29-0. And Sheridan edges out North Decatur, 24-20. College basketball action underneath four minutes remaining. Alabama Crimson Tide and the Indiana State Sycamores. That's a 20-point advantage now for the 24th-ranked Crimson Tide. 94-74, make it 94-76. About three and a half left in that one for the Sycamores. The Butler Bulldogs also in action. They're in the second half. They are taking on Southeast Missouri State. The Red Hawks and the Bulldogs 66-37 advantage right now for Butler. They're being outscored in the second half, though, by Southeast Missouri 16-11 after leading 55-21 at halftime. They're at halftime between Valparaiso and IUPUI. IUPUI started the college basketball season 
earlier this week with the win over Davenport. They're trailing the Beacons by 4, 25-21 after 20 minutes of play. One college basketball score that has gone final already. The Purdue Boilermakers, they dominate for a second consecutive game to open up their non-conference portion of the schedule. Third-ranked Purdue 87, Moorhead State 57. Leading all scorers with 18 points for Purdue. Zach Eady, no surprise there. He also had eight rebounds. Voice of the Purdue Boilermakers, Rob Blackman, joined the show last half hour. The podcast will be up after that. But if you were listening, he gave you the note. Braden Smith, 11 points, 11 assists, and eight rebounds. He was two rebounds away from recording the second triple-double ever in Purdue Boilermakers basketball history. The other player that reached double figures for the Boilermakers, Lance Jones, the transfer, 15 points and five rebounds. Moorhead State shot 34% from the field, 23% from the three-point line, and they only got to the charity stripe six times. Next up for the Boilermakers on Monday afternoon slash evening will be Xavier, 8.30 Eastern tip on Fox Sports 1. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're going to be talking about regional championships a little later on in the night. Games are just now wrapping up, and coaches are unwinding, getting on buses, those kinds of things. So we have uh, a little bit of time to, to do that. Eddie Garrison with us every 15 minutes. All right, Eddie, surprises on the scores yet? We have some really, really good ball games, as you would imagine, on regional championship night. Nope, I haven't seen any surprises yet. It depends on which way you view the Hamilton-Southeastern-Westfield game. I thought it was a pretty evenly matched uh, game between the Shamrocks and yeah. the Royals. Uh, 24-21 final score there with Westfield advancing on to semi-state action. Uh, ben Davis Cathedral down to the wire, as you expect, uh, an interception for Ben Davis that iced the game with under a minute to go so all they had to do was kneel it out and they were able to defeat Cathedral 27-24 but other than that no surprises really tell you what it has been um, I think it's been another fantastic year of high school football Um, great games really some good a lot of good teams irrespective of the classification, there are really a lot. And we said that from day one, that it would be a balanced year. Clearly some favorites have emerged at this point, but we move on to the next round, and then you know Thanksgiving rolls around. Your Hawks, they're celebrating in, in the southwestern uh, part of the city or mm-hmm. the county here in Marion County. There's, I'm sure you'll be able to catch the celebration later on tonight, Eddie. <laughs> if it's still going. Uh, knowing Coach Kyle Enright, he's probably already on to the next opponent. I, don't, I think they have, Bloom- yeah, they have Bloomington right. South next week because – they defeated Evansville North 42-21, and I have to go back. I th- can't remember if they played Bloomington South or if they played Columbus uh, earlier in the year, so that should be a fun one next week for Decatur Central. Very impressive year for Coach Enright. I mean, very impressive. Were they expected to be this good? They have a good quarterback in Bo Polston. Um, he received Ryan? his first Division One college football offer last week, and I cannot remember which school it was but there was some expectations that they would be uh, a better team this year uh certainly they have uh had some hiccups along the way bo poston uh left a game earlier this year i believe it was even against whiteland um and he had mm-hmm. to leave via ambulance so it was a very scary scary situation Yikes. But 
he was all good. He was able to come back, and uh, so far the Decatur Central Hawks are back on the map in terms of their football program. Still, all right, college yeah. football. College football tomorrow, the Monon Bell game. 129 times they've played, not all for the Bell, but this is annually one of the top uh, rivalry games. Most of the media uh, wastes all your time by talking about those Division One Power Conference games. This is a game where guys who graduate from Wabash and DePaul, those guys who are playing in those power conferences, they'll be working for the kids graduating from Wabash and DePaul. That's how they approach it. That's how those kids <laughs> approach it. And uh, I look at it from the standpoint of for 129 years they've played, and I think they're separated by under 10 games in terms of wins and losses. That, to me, denotes what a rivalry should be about. Yeah, I was I looked this up yesterday. Um, I believe Wabash has the lead. Yes, they do. Sixty three, fifty six, and nine is the overall record for Wabash uh, in the Monon Bell game. Kind of odd to see nine ties in a football game, but I uh, have to go back uh, and see when the last yeah. one was. But both both these teams are off to good starts this year. Wabash seven and two, and DePaul is undefeated. They're undefeated, right. eleven and zero, right, going into this one on. There you go. Afternoon. Win this. Yeah. If you win, if you, hey, look, yeah. It just, there, there, many times this game has determined a conference championship and or uh, entrance into the NCAA Division Three National Tournament. And this one will be the same way. Anticipating a crowd in uh, the neighborhood of 10,000 people at this game. And I'm not sure that Wabash's facility – obviously, the permanent seating is not 10,000, but they'll bring in some temporary seating and try to bump it up as much as they can. It'll be sold out. I, I worked uh, years ago. I did sideline for the matchup for a couple of years. And it's um, – you know, having competed against them as an undergrad, competed against them as a coach, uh, both campuses, I'm familiar – you know, the, at, at DePaul, the, the soccer field's named after my wife's uh, uncle. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we have familiarity with both campuses and um, understand understand that it's, uh, it, it is everything a rivalry should be. There are thousands and thousands of alums who will be watching it. And so it'll be a fun, fun game. We'll talk to Greg Rakestraw about this a little later on tonight. He has the call on the ISC Network tomorrow. Eddie Garrison coming up again. We should just call this the Eddie Garrison Show. He's got a scoreboard update at the top of the hour. This is Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. A lot of games have gone final in this week's IHSA Regional Championship Weekend. So starting in Class 6A, four games. All final scores are in. Crown Point holds on to defeat Penn 34-33. A terrific game between those two teams. So Penn and Crown Point, final. Crown Point will move on next week, and they will face Westfield for the semi-state championship game. That's because the Shamrocks defeated the Hamilton Southeastern Royals by a field goal, 24-21. to On the other side of the bracket, Ben Davis defeated Indianapolis Cathedral 27-24. Ben Davis with an interception from Alvin Contreras to ice the game. The Giants will face the Trojans. That's because Cinegrove 
shut out Warren Central 14 to nothing, the fourth consecutive regional championship for Eric Moore and the Trojans. Class 5A, only one game that has yet to go final, Valparaiso and Merrillville. The other three games have gone final, Fort Wayne Snyder and Mishawaka. 19-18 game with Fort Wayne Snyder continuing their season. Congratulations on the successful season for Mishawaka. And good luck to all the seniors whose seasons ended today. Decatur Central dominated Whiteland 41-7 final score. They will take on Bloomington South next week in the semi-state championship game because Bloomington South defeated Evansville North 42-21. And in Class 3A, the only final we've got so far, Shatar defeated Delta 35-6. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven the number two savelives.org. I want to remind you, you can sign up today and help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers uh, waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, they're very important website, driven the number two save lives let's talk high school football tonight westfield advances with a uh, hard-fought win uh tonight westfield's jake gilbert joins me coach congratulations on a tremendous tremendous win over hamilton southeastern tonight to move on into the semifinals congratulations thank you bob it was a great night we Extraordinary toughness by our kids. Um, played great defense. They they are such an explosive offense, and our our guys only gave up two touchdowns to their offense. They also scored on a blocked punt. So I just thought the defensive effort was great, and our offensive line was outstanding. Kendall Garnett ran for over 200 yards. It was just a great night for us. Huge win over a tremendous team that has great players and great coaching. Very happy. All right. Is, is, I, I'm assuming it's tight all the way through, is it? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we were down at half because we're always down at half um, for whatever reason. <laughs> and then uh, we we opened the second half with a, a score and um, were able to hold the lead. But it was very tight the whole time. HSC had the ball a couple times late with good field position and driving, and we found a way to get stops. It was a very clean game overall. Not many miscues and mistakes and penalties. Mm-hmm. Two, two teams that executed really well, and we uh, outlasted them by just enough. So um, we beat those guys twice, once by two points, once by three points. Right. I'd say right. those are two pretty even teams. Yeah, they they are, and I think when, when you would see it 
time to time, from time to time, it's very hard to beat a team twice. I mean, even though there's been some time in between games, it's still difficult to do. And and it's ironic that both times you've done it, you've literally done it with, with one score. You've had a uh, you know under six points in, in both the wins. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I just think it shows you how evenly matched you are. It's hard to beat a team twice. Well, I mean, this is the seventh time we've played them in four years, so even harder because we see each other constantly. So it was a tough game tonight, but our kids were up to the task, especially our seniors. You know, you've had a – you talked about resiliency and, and uh, toughness. That's the hallmark of this team. It's been that way the entire year, Coach. Yeah, I, I feel like – We've, we've just been down in the second half more than we've been up, I think. I don't know. But, um, you know, we're just a pretty humble, workmanlike group. I think we love each other and believe in ourselves, and we've just been blessed. I mean, guys, it's been so good. It's been a magical year. But we've won games with special teams. We've won games with offense. We've won games with defense. And I'm sure a lot of our opponents probably think, Gosh, those guys aren't that good. They barely beat us. But <laughs> here, here we are. We're, you know, uh, eleven and one, I think, and we just keep it mm-hmm. going. So, um, just ecstatic for our kids and our community. It should and, be, yeah. Uh, amazing win for us, and just so much respect for HSE and right. Mike Kelly and that staff, and so many good players. I just feel like this is a huge win. So, just God is good. Just really proud of our program. Well, let's brag about some of these guys. I mean, let's let's talk about who steps up and makes big plays for you, enabling you to get this big win this evening. Well, definitely Kendall Garnett, or junior tailback. He uh, probably has the best game of the season. He's been really hot in the playoffs, but he had a breakaway run uh, that turned out to be the difference late in the game. Um, and that right at the kind of the quarter break, and that was that was good. Uh, Michael Webster, tackle machine, which is pretty important when you're <laughs> playing Jalen Alexander. Mm-hmm. So um, he he was outstanding. You know, again the offensive line. Uh, Ryan Barker is our senior left tackle, and and the rest of those guys are juniors, and um, just physical up front, and and allowed us to. To run the ball, um, Tristan Cook, Dennis, Isaac Cole, Malachi Mills. I guess he's a sophomore, um, and then Avery Huggins. Those guys really blocked well, along with Max Nosler, our tight end. So really proud of the job we did up front on both sides. And William Goodbine was good tonight, defensive tackle. He always is. Um, we we did have an injury. Colton Vondersar is a heart and soul guy for us, defensive end who's played a lot of varsity mm. football and senior, and he. Uh, had a, a break tonight, and um, so he's in surgery right now. But um, wow. we uh, responded well to that, which is a very tough situation to do. And they, you know, you see when your guys get taken off the field that way. Uh, I felt like our guys um, mm-hmm. responded the right way, and I was really proud of of how they did that. All right, so uh, Crown Point beat Penn tonight. Did I, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we got to watch the very end of that. It was a 34-33 down-to-the-wire finish, it looked like. Right. Well, uh, enjoy this. There's plenty of time to prepare. Coach Jake Gilbert from Westfield. They beat Hamilton Southeastern tonight, 
24-21 to advance. Coach, congratulations on the regional championship. Good luck next week. Hey, thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. That is a coach who has given you everything he has. <laughs> you talk about, uh, you know, it's just how it is in, in, in the battle. You have you don't have much left, uh, and um, you know you knew it'd be a great game. I mean, you, most of these games um, end up being this type, of, this kind of game. And you played again. I mean, he, Jake talked about it in terms of uh, beating them the first time and a close score uh, both times. And uh, I, I mentioned, you know, they 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 are a, a team of resilience. You just look at Westfield's schedule. Uh, they beat uh, New Pal um, by 20, and then overtime win over Zionsville. Excuse me, over Lawrence Central, and then uh, uh, a uh, one-point win um, uh, over Zionsville. Then a one-score win over Noblesville. Uh, a two-point win over HSE the first time. Um, lose to Brownsburg, their only loss to Brownsburg, and then come back, uh, win by 14 against Avon, win by um, 14 against rival Fishers, beat Franklin Central by 9, beat Noblesville again by 12. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, they beat – and beat Carmel by a touchdown. Close ball games. They've been in them all know how to win, do the things they have to do to win so they'll advance and take advance and take on uh Penn uh excuse me, Crown Point uh next week. And we'll talk about uh, Penn and Crown Point later on tonight with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night as we talk more high school football with Paul Condry and lots of college football to talk about tomorrow. We're about at the end you got uh, the Monon Bell matchup with Wabash at DePaul. 129th time they will have played one another. IU on the, the road at Illinois tomorrow. It's a noon start. Minnesota at Purdue. It's a 3.30 start. Notre Dame is off this weekend. Western Illinois at Indiana State. That's a 1 o'clock start. And Hanover is hosting Franklin College for the Victory Bell, the 93rd time these two teams will have played. We'll talk about a number of those games tomorrow night on the show. Don't forget to join us. We're back after another school board update with Eddie Garrison. on. With this Indiana Sports Talk school board updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Some college basketball going on today. One game that's already gone final with rooting interest across the state. The Purdue Boilermakers, the third-ranked Purdue Boilermakers, they pick up a 30-point win over Moorhead State, 87-57. to They hold Moorhead State under 30 in each half and score over 40 in each half. Zach Eady led the Boilermakers in scoring with 18 points on just eight shots. He got to the free-throw line nine times. 
He missed one. He also hauled in eight rebounds. Braden Smith also brought in eight boards for Purdue. He was too shy of a triple-double, which would have been the second triple-double in program history because he had 11 points and 11 assists to go with those eight boards. The only player that was in double figures with Edie and Smith, Lance Jones, he had 15 As a team, defensively, Purdue held Moorhead State to 23% beyond the arc and 34% from the field. Next up for the Boilermakers will be the Musketeers of Xavier. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday night, and you'll be able to catch the action on Fox Sports 1. In the second half, eight minutes to go. Valparaiso and IEPUI, both teams are 1 and 0. The margin right now is 1. Advantage Beacons, 38 to 37. Butler Bulldogs and Southeast Missouri State are in the final seconds of the second half, and it's all Butler nearing the century mark. 91-56 as it has now gone final. Butler 2-0 to start the season. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. Eddie Garrison, you mentioned some college basketball tonight. Mm-hmm. Butler with a win. Yep. Tell me about that game. Yeah, that one wasn't really close at all. Uh, Butler got out big early in the first half. They put up 55 points. They were up 34 at halftime. Posh Alexander, mm-hmm. the transfer from St. John's, was their leading scorer. He had 15 points. Four of the five starters for Butler was in double digits. And then uh, just an overall good game. Knocked nine threes down, shot 36% from beyond the arc. Got to the free throw line 34 right. times. Uh, wow. that's, a, that's a huge number. Uh, and they were plus 11 on the glass. So an overall nice game from the Bulldogs. They start 2-0. Uh, Thad Mata's second year going much better at the start than last season so far, it seems. After defeating Eastern Michigan 94-55 earlier in the week, they'll have Eastern Tennessee State on Monday, their first their first big non conference test uh, mm-hmm. will come a week from today when they travel to East Lansing to take on Michigan State. Got a uh, I, I I I had to step away. I missed the Valpo IUPUI score. Uh, IUPUI is now leading Valpo forty to thirty nine. About seven minutes to go. In the second half there. Uh, IPY outscoring Valpo in the second half so far, 19-14. So they were down four after 20 minutes of play. I uh, had the chance to work with Greg Rakestraw. And um, earlier in the week, we did the IUPY matchup um, at home to start the year on Monday. Against Spalding, uh, right? How about that? Against Spalding, yeah, we did that game in front of 4,000 students in for the uh, Readers as Leaders program. They do a couple of these games every year. It's really well done. I'm proud of the uh, institution for doing it. And um, a lot of new faces, uh, a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Jags, um, I, they, I think, have a chance. I think it's, I mean, it's going to be a fun, fun group to watch. Um, grow and get better. They can knock down shots. They've got some athletic post guys. So it should be should be a lot of fun. And buddy, we're we're into it right now. I mean, we are we are absolutely into. It. We got you know um, games coming up tomorrow. We got um, Old Dominion at Ball State tomorrow afternoon. Western Carolina at Notre Dame. 
Uh, and uh, seeing Mary the Woods playing at Lourdes College up in uh, Detroit. That's And then Sunday, Army at IU uh, and Lake Erie will be at your alma mater. So mm-hmm. what's the update on the Hounds? What, how good are they? I'm not really sure right now. They should be relatively good. They return a lot of the same players that uh, they had last right. year. I believe their biggest returning man in terms of notoriety around the Circle City would be Jesse Bingham from Warren Central, um, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know his dad very well, but they should be relatively good yeah. last year. They were able to host um, a regional at UND for the basketball. So right. expectations are high for Paul Quisaro's crew again this season. Jesse's dad was an All-American for us at IUPUI. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I probably do, do know his dad a little bit. <laughs> and so, uh, as a matter of fact, I was with the family last year when Jesse uh, uh, scored his 100th career point um, at dinner uh, with some of my uh, former players, Jesse's teammates, and we all went and uh, hung out with the family and watched him do that. So... As you know, it's difficult for me to walk in that arena. Um, I'm not. Uh, there has to be a really, really good reason to go back to an arena in which I was cheated multiple times <laughs> in my career, both at IUPUI and at Franklin College. And uh, just to show you, I'll tell you about this later because I got to talk some football. Greg Rakestraw. You know Greg Rakestraw. Everybody knows Greg Rakestraw. From the ISC Sports Network has the call uh, on tonight's uh, Cathedral matchup. Um, Cathedral and, um, oh, man, oh, man. He has uh, Ben Davis and Cathedral. Ben Davis wins a close one. What a great game tonight, Greg. BD over Cathedral. And what we knew was going to be a great game, and it kind of lived up to the billing, it seems. Well, first of all, Bob, it was played at the University of Indianapolis, so I know how much you love the campus and the venue oh, and the and the entire nine yards. True. And I was yeah. I was there with you that night in January, that, and you yeah, were you, that's right we, the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Yes, so right. So I understand right. completely. But about tonight's game, uh, it was an absolute heavyweight fight, uh, which which we you know thought it would be. The difference in the game was turnovers, and Ben Davis forced four of them. Uh, ben Rudolph wow. hit the game-winning field goal from 40 yards out. Uh, ben Davis jumped out 10 nothing to a lead. That was in part because of a pick six on a deflected screen pass that was picked up by Ben Davis defensive end Jalen Harris. Ben Davis led 10 nothing. That became 10-7. That became 17-7. Cathedral would tie it at both 17-all and 24-all. But Ben Davis never trailed. Uh, and with the win at their back, made a 40-yard field goal with a little under three minutes left to play and did just enough to keep Cathedral out of the end zone. Danny O'Neill, who played hurt and played through injury uh, just because of the overall sheer force of that Ben Davis defense, throws an interception in the end zone with 14 seconds left to go in the game as Ben Davis survives and advances on to face Center Grove next week in the semi-state round. Man, oh, man. Uh, you knew it would be a great game, uh, and, and what was weather? Was the wind or the weather a factor in this? The wind, the wind was a factor, uh, just because obviously it, the, the open north end of the stadium at, at UND, right? Uh, it was a direct, it was directly northerly breeze. So the wind at your mm. back in terms of punt, wind at your back in terms of field goals, special teams, throwing mm-hmm. the football, 
was a bit of an issue. And Ben Davis um, did not win the opening coin toss. Cathedral did. They deferred. And so when Ben Davis had a 17-7 lead, and knowing that Cathedral mm. was going to take the football to start the third quarter, Ben Davis mm-hmm. elected to have the one in their face in quarter number three. That way they would have it in their back in terms of quarter number four. Cathedral also had to burn a couple of timeouts in the third quarter of that half, which meant that they only had just one timeout and trying to launch right. a comeback down wow. three in the final three minutes. So, again, it, it was – it was as physical of a game as we've had all year, and given the two teams that played in it, that is not surprising in the least. Well, these are two teams capable of winning a state championship. I think everybody understands it. So, you know, in some respects, you know, this is the kind of game you ought to have when these two teams play. And, and Bob, I, I think this is now the 11th, maybe actually it's the 12th year of, of having 5A, 6A of split into different divisions. And I think this right. is the deepest that both of those divisions have been. Um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of 6A, we had a year about four years ago. A lot of parity teams kind of beat up on each other. That was the year that Center right. Grove first made it to the state finals with a 4-5 and five regular season and were beaten by Carmel in the championship game. That was the year where teams were even. Teams are even this year, too. But we've got some great football teams, and Ben Davis has now survived two of them and gotten a pair of three-point wins against them in the course of the last three weeks, winning at home against Brownsburg two weeks ago, 28-25, and then winning this one at UND, 27-24 tonight. All right, tomorrow you're doing the Monon Bell game, and you've got about a minute and a half or so here. 129 years they've played. Both these teams are really good. Wabash hasn't lost. Um, Excuse me, uh, DePaul hasn't lost. Wabash only lost two. What a tremendous game tomorrow. You know, it's crazy to think this is only the second time they have played in kind of a winner-take-all scenario. And, and, and as far as going to the NCAA playoffs. And part of that is the fact that these two teams really, surprisingly, have not always been in the same athletic conference. They've spent more right. years apart in different leagues than they have together. So that was the scenario last year, and DePaul thumped Wabash last year, 49-14. Mm-hmm. The year before, DePaul was up 21 nothing. It was a unique year. They'd already wrapped up. Uh, the league championship and the automatic qualifier to the Division Three playoffs, they're up 21 nothing. Liam, Liam Thompson, the quarterback, delivers a stiff arm on a carry that electrified the entire Wabash side. And they come from behind to win that game 42-35. Um, both these teams are really good. I realize DePaul has won two more games than Wabash has, but I don't think there's much that separates these two. I expect a phenomenal game tomorrow. Greg Regstrom, the best at what he does on the call of Ben Davis's win over Cathedral. He'll- Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. We'll recap some more of those regional football games at the top of the hour in our five-minute scoreboard update. So let's focus now on the Indianapolis Colts for the first time on Sunday. They'll travel to Frankfurt, Germany. Well, they've already traveled there, but at 9.30 a.m., they will take on the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Head coach Shane Steichen talks about facing the veteran head coach. 
Being on the opposite sideline, watching what he does over his career uh, is phenomenal. Just what he does, he's always switching things up. He's a brilliant coach. A ton of respect for the guy. He's been doing it, you know, at the highest level. Uh, been the best doing it for I don't know, last three decades, whatever it's been. Just a ton of respect for what he does uh, on a weekly basis. Every you know, every week he gets his team ready to go. The reunion for one Colts player, that's Bernard Ryman. He talks about being able to play in front of family in Germany on Sunday. I mean, it's an unbelievable feeling. I was over the moon about it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my, my grandma will be able to attend and who wouldn't necessarily be able to fly over to the United States and watch me. It's, it's just a long flight, you know, across the pond. So um, just beyond excited. And actually, um, in the off season when our opponents came out, I always joked to my family about it. Like, hey, we are playing the Patriots away and they already knew that they were um, playing in Germany so I was like oh this is a possibility but for it to actually happen was just yeah it's just an unbelievable feeling I can't even couldn't even put it in words kickoff Sunday morning is set for 9 30 Eastern and you can watch on NFL Network or your Fox affiliate for Network Indiana Sports I'm Eddie welcome back everybody I'm Bob Lovell this is Indiana Sports Talk It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight. Eddie Garrison giving you all the scores. All right, Eddie, tell me about the – I'm sorry. Matt Florian joins me from W – excuse me, LVH1. Matt, hang in there. I'm going to get to you, Uh, okay? Uh, I will get there as soon as I can. I'm having trouble – technologically right now, Matt. So bear with me for one second. Matt Florian joining me. He has the call on LVH1. Lafayette Central Catholic beats LaVille 22 to nothing. What a great win for LCC tonight, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. A tremendous ball game at the Rock. Closer game in the first half than you would have thought looking at the final score. It was only 6 to nothing. LCC got a pass and a touchdown, but could not convert the two-point conversion to make it 6 to nothing going into the half. But I'll tell you what, you know, on the one hand, LaVille, Cody Allen had a career uh, mm-hmm. night last week and then ran into the LCC defense. My goodness. What a bunch of hmm. players. 16 yards, I'm sorry, 16 plays, only 68 yards in the first half for Cody wow. Allen. The Bobby, uh, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm sorry, we're on the bus on the way home. But you know, right. uh, LCC just has a whole bunch of athletes, including Bobby Metzger, quarterback, threw, I think, for two touchdowns in the second half. Just a tremendous effort by a tremendous Knights team at the Rock this evening. Well, LCC playing a great schedule, which they do every year. I can't help but think that it, uh, games like this is when you see the benefits of that type of schedule. Oh, absolutely. And that's something Coach Brian Nay brought up in our pregame conversation this week. You know, he said playing in the Hoosier Conference, playing against 2A and 3A schools, um, you know, that are themselves making deep postseason runs. Right. You know, this is, I mean, it's a school that on paper should be 1A except for the competition, uh, I guess you could say modifier, and these are these are just ball players on both sides of the ball. So, you know, the schedule that they put together for themselves, both in conference and out of conference, sets them up for a tremendous postseason, and, uh, and that's, that's just the program that Brian Ney has built. 
Well, they have done, done well. They Listen, they've had a great year. I know it's disappointing, but uh, I think it doesn't diminish the accomplishments those young men have had because they've, as I mentioned, they've, they've had a truly remarkable run this year. Absolutely. And that's, you know, a credit to Coach Kaiser. There was some talk in our neck of the woods about the move from Coach Will Hostrauser, 10 years at the right. helm, to his defensive coordinator, Jeff Kaiser. And I'll tell you what, Jeff Kaiser took the reins and has run this team. And, you know, again, that's something that a lot of the players are talking about in their preseason. A lot of people said, well, we lost this many seniors, had a lot of holes to fill. And a team that lost two games this season, one to Knox, who I believe, unless I'm wrong, won their regional. They get charged hard next week. And then, obviously, it's LCC for the Lancers tonight. That's a heck of a first year for Coach Kaiser and for this crew. So, you know, like I said, proud of my team on the broadcast, my students, proud of this team on the field. Just a tremendous program and a tremendous year, even though it was a disappointing end. Well, give me some highlights. Give me some kids who played well and uh, acquitted themselves well, even though it was a disappointing loss tonight. Well, I guess I mentioned Cody Allen, and, you know, the the young man is a fighter. I mean, he will continue to fight, and and he just had a tremendous ballgame. The yards after touch were kind of low for him, but, again, that's just the defensive capabilities of LCC. You know, add to that, uh, Colin Zarnecki, the young man, I think, you know, just all over the field as an underclassman making himself known, trying to open up plays, trying to make sure he was able uh, to get open for Lucas Plummer. And, you know, again, just a tremendous effort in all aspects. I mean, I I can't really highlight one or two LaVille players because, and it's, again, the, the program that Coach Kaiser has built. This is a team where everyone competes and everyone contributes. It's not one hit or one tackle. It's the defensive tackle. It's the offensive making a rush. Yes, sir. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight. Center Girl beats Warren Central 14-0 to advance. They win their regional championship again. Head coach of the Trojans, Eric Moore, joins me. Coach, thanks for taking time to call, and congratulations on the win. Well, thank you, Bob. Uh, it's a great, great effort by the Trojans tonight. Great game from uh, Warren Central. Just a Really good high school football game. Two defenses that played really well, and uh, just lucky to get out of there at the win. Well, I think there's a little more to it than than, than luck. Uh, I'm just saying that you know it would be um, uh, you know it has a lot to do I think with coaching and coaching great kids and those kinds of things. But your guys are battle tested. You've won you know two straight championships. You understand what it's about, and so uh, you know a tightly played game like this, your kids understand what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody on our roster has been to three straight state championship games. Uh, and so they understand what 15 weeks of football should feel like. Uh, this team's a little younger and probably had more injuries than we've ever had. Uh, so we're having to use more kids. And it's just getting more people experienced for the next couple of years, actually. But other than that, 
Uh, we know what's expected of us. We, you know, we're still the champions. We're still the defending champions. And, uh, you know, I told them champions that hard and we got to go prove our schedule, you know, Trojans versus the world going all over the Midwest this, this, uh, fall. Uh, obviously it helped us get ready for the playoffs, but my biggest fear was how many kids we'd lose, you know, in the, in the battles, you know, before we got to the main war and we have lost some, some people now and it's starting to take its effect, but our other kids are stepping up and, and, but tonight our kids just, their, their attitude was great. That just to play with, with great character and enthusiasm. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they played a good Warren Central team. Warren Central has great football players. They had a great coaching staff. They did a good job tonight. Their kids played, you know, their tails off. Uh, it was a very physical game. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it could have went either way there for a while. We didn't play very well the first half on offense at all. Uh, and that's, that's, that, that's not happened since game one. So, obviously, the Warren Central defense is, is, is the, was the problem. <laughs> they had great athletes out there making plays. And we, we finally took care of business at halftime and came out and had a couple of nice drives and put the game away. But uh, it, it's just it's great that our school can, you know, win this many consecutive regionals. Getting to this Final Four phase is awfully, awfully, awfully difficult uh, for young kids playing this many weeks of football. But, yeah, our guys have our battle tested with it. Uh, it's just fun to play at Ray Skillman Stadium, you know, probably for the last time. So <laughs> uh, happy for our fans that were able to see it. It's a good crowd. And, uh, you know, onward Trojans. Onward Trojans. Center Grove, 14 nothing winners over Warren Central. Eric Moore, it's always great to talk to you. I appreciate you taking time. Big win. you got plenty of things to do. But calling me, I appreciate it more than you know. Good luck next week. Well, we appreciate you, Bob, and, you know, giving high school football the notoriety that you have. And, man, these kids deserve to have a little recognition. And good luck to – Everybody that's left, I guess we're we'll playing Ben Davis next week, so that's, yep. that should be fun. Yep. And uh, it's always fun. And just just happy to still be alive, and go right. Trojans. Go Trojans. Thanks, Coach. Good luck.